Hello, I'm Bo Smith and this is my talk on triathlon top training tips. So first off, a little bit about me. Um, I did my first triathlon when I was about 10, 11 years old, uh, which was at Troutbeck Bridge at the Lake School in near Windermere in the Lake District. Um, and you know, it was, it was a, a child friendly one. Um, so you did a few lengths in the swimming pool and then out onto the bike, cycling laps around the outside of the school pitches. Uh, and then the run was round the AstroTurf and I just loved every minute of it and I've kind of gone on from there looking for more events and grown as I've got older and um, moved up the distances. So after I'd done a few triathlons and I was getting to 13-14 I managed to get selected onto the Regional Development Academy in the Northwest. so that offered um, coaching and, and monthly training weekends so every month we'd meet up with the other um, athletes in the Northwest region and do some training together. Um, and that kind of led me into racing the National Youth and Junior Super Series as I moved up 15, 16, and then uh, up into the under-20s age category. Um, and so I travelled all over the country racing those events, building my experience. And then age 18, I arrived at university. I studied at the University of Leeds, where British Triathlon have a high-performance centre, so I could regularly train alongside the likes of Alistair and Johnny Brownlee, Tom Bishop, Dave McNamee was there for a time, Non Stamford, Vicky Holland, so some really great athletes uh, to kind of train with the best, push yourself and, and learn from the best. And there's also a really good setup to encompass all elements of the sport. So there was strength and conditioning coaching, could have access to physio, um, advice on nutrition and diet. It was a really holistic approach to becoming the best triathlete you could be. This led me on to international racing as well. Um, so I raced in some European Cup events. Um, and actually got a selection for the elite under 23 GB team. Um, so that was for the European under 23 champs, uh, which was in Holland in uh, 2013. Um, did a, a few more European Cup races and did one, one World Cup event. Um, and then after I graduated from university, I've also got into some triathlon coaching, um, working one-to-one -one with different athletes on different goals. Um, Mostly that was at age group level, so amateur athletes balancing um, the training for triathlon as a hobby and something they want to achieve in, but also balancing that with their work and home life as well. So that's a little bit about me. So you might be thinking about your first triathlon, and, and there's a lot of information out there. What triathlon is the right one for you? So the, sort of, the shortest distance you can do uh, is referred to the super sprint triathlon. So that would be either three or 400 meter swim, a 10 kilometer bike and a two and a half K run. They're really beginner friendly events. Um, and then as we move up the distances, there's a sprint distance, which is almost double those. So that's 750 meter swim, 20 K bike, 5 K run. And that's half of the standard or the Olympic distance, which is what the lights of the Brownleys do when you see them on, on television. Uh, so that's 1500 meter swim, a 40 K bike and a 10 K run. Beyond that, the distances change slightly in terms of um, the ratio between the swim, the bike, the run, but there's um, a middle or half Ironman distance, which is 1.9k swim, a 90k bike, and a 21.1k run, or the full Ironman, which is 38 kilometers swim, 180 kilometers on the bike, and a marathon or 42.2 kilometers on the run. Now, usually people start with a super sprint or a sprint triathlon and kind of build up their distance from there, but it's not completely unheard of for people who might have a background in another sport and a bit of general fitness to go, oh right, 
I'm going to go straight in an Ironman. I want to challenge myself and they'll, they'll build up the training and their first event will actually be an Ironman, which is really quite impressive. So a lot of people have some barriers to triathlon, reasons why they think they can't or they shouldn't do triathlon. Um, so briefly, motivation, time, costs or fears is a big one. So the open water side, road cycling, the transitions, you might not even know what that means. So I'm going to hopefully try and dispel a few of these and uh, kind of make you aware that anyone can actually prepare and, and do a triathlon. So time, people might think, oh, I'm really busy with work and I've got kids, so I don't have the time to train. You can actually train and prepare for a triathlon on probably five or six hours of training a week. And you can really fit that in around your life. So it might be your cycling forms a, a commute to work. So you're kind of getting training in without actually losing any time. Um, you can do things like park runs, so you're still with your children. Uh, they're really inclusive events, so you can work on your running by doing a park run. Um, you can run on your lunch hour at work. There's different ways to fit these things in. Cost is an obvious barrier, um, but normally club run events tend to be have a cheaper entry fee, so that helps rather than the big commercial organisers that perhaps charge more of a premium. And you can also pick up quite a lot of kit. Um, Facebook is your friend. So use the Facebook forums and the buy and sell groups and you can pick up good quality second-hand equipment but at a really good price. That's one of the benefits to joining a club as well. Club members will often be able to advise you on what kit's going to be good, worthwhile investment. So the fears, open water is a difficult one. Uh, and I have I know one friend in particular who she says that's why she swims so fast because she's scared of open water. She doesn't really like it and she's a good level triathlete. So you may not be able to completely overcome that fear to the point where it's not a fear but if you can get in and swim you're going to be able to overcome something there uh, road cycling that's another one um, you can sort of avoid road cycling to a large extent in that you can use a gym bike or a turbo trainer do a lot of your training indoors um, and there are actually triathlon events that don't take place on open roads so there's no traffic to worry about um, so the roads are closed for the event and therefore you don't have to worry about that traffic you just got your own space to cycle transitions people might be worried or concerned they don't even know what the transition is so for those who don't know the transition is the time between each discipline that you have to get changed so from the swim to the bike and then the bike to the run and that's all included in your race time so the idea is to get changed as quickly as possible and at most of the events there's a designated area that you're in and you'll have your little slot where you leave your equipment and your bike um, and that's how you transition from one sport to the next um, and simply by practicing the things that you're going to have to do before the, the event can sort of take a lot of stress away from that so you're always going to put your helmet on before you go out cycling and training so you've always been practicing that I like to try and get my trainers on as quickly as I can when I'm going out for a run just because then when it comes to doing it in the race, I've had a bit of muscle memory, a bit of practice for that. There's also little tricks like, <clears throat> excuse me, using um, elastic laces in your trainers so you can kind of just stretch them to, to get your foot in and it springs back close so you don't actually have to tie your laces. So on to principles of training. Um, so especially if you're doing your first triathlon or you're in early days of doing triathlon events, building base fitness is probably the key point here. And that's about gradually building up your distances, um, working on your fitness, so your cardiovascular fitness, your lung capacity will start to improve, 
um, your heart rate will start to be a bit lower at a given intensity, so either at rest or you know, if you're running along at nine minute miles, when you start that might be quite hard and your heart rate's quite high. As you get a little bit fitter, that'll be a bit lower. Um, the other key point for me is enjoyment. We should be doing this to enjoy it, so don't be stressing out and, and slogging around. Um, and that also leads on to the social side of it. If you can arrange to meet up with friends um, or join club sessions, that's really beneficial. I'd definitely recommend joining a club because you can kind of push yourself a bit further um, when you're alongside club mates and friends than you perhaps thought you could on your own. And that's kind of the fourth principle of training that uh, I would advocate, which is pushing boundaries. So whether that's running or cycling or swimming slightly further than you have before or going slightly quicker for a set time, you might be running five kilometres and trying to chip your time down and get a little bit quicker each time. Uh, and also the types of events, you might think, oh, well, I couldn't do a triathlon, but maybe 12 months down the year, you're signing yourself up for a half Ironman triathlon and, you, and you're really enjoying it. So I've done a bit of a section here on clubs in the Cumbria area. Um, so there's Carlisle Tri, the Eden Valley Tri Club, Tri Lakeland, Kendall Tri Club, West Cumbria Tri, Keswick Tri, Ulverston Tri. And you might be thinking, why join a club? So the benefits of a club... Uh, in my opinion, are that community feeling, training groups, uh, so you'll be able to train along with other like-minded people. There's often access to coaching, so that's really going to help you improve on technical aspects. Perhaps it's the swim you're a bit weak on. There's often, at least once or twice a week, there'll be a, a coach club session where you can get some pointers on how to improve your swim technique. Um, the other thing is shared event experience. So that's when you go to an event, is it much fun to sign up for a triathlon, train on your own, go and do it on your own and go home on your own. Perhaps not so much. It'd be a lot more fun to prepare together with a few others who are doing the same event and you can all go and enjoy the event today. You swap stories after the event, hang around, you might get some lunch or have a pint in the evening, something like that. And it just makes it a lot more enjoyable experience. Word of warning on this, and I saw this when I was training at the High Performance Centre in Leeds, you don't necessarily have to do the same training as the next person. So although you're in a club or a training squad, you don't have to match everything with the person next to you. Try and do what works for you. And I saw some people think, oh, they're doing this many hours cycling a week and they're running 40, 50 miles a week. I've got to do that. And that might be okay for the first person, but the second person, it might be overloading them and they end up with injury risks and niggles. Um, so you've got to try and be sensible on what works for you. So, swim training. Uh, fitness v technique is a bit of a debate, and most swim coaches, and I personally would agree, uh, technique comes first. You're going to struggle to build much fitness if your technique's quite poor. Um, so, taking the time to work on swimming drills and try and get pointers from coaches, or you might want to go for a one-to-one -one swim analysis, um, where a trained professional kind of analyses your stroke and tell you what which bits you need to work on, which bits you're already doing well, and then suggest some drills for you to practice that'll help you improve on the areas you need to improve. Once your techniques come along, that's when you can kind of train hard, um, do more interval training and longer distances to work on that fitness, and then the two, the fitness and technique together, are going to make you into a, a stronger swimmer. Um, it's worth mentioning at this point, if you're doing your first triathlon, you don't the stroke doesn't necessarily matter. You might think, oh, I can't do front crawl, so I can't do a triathlon. But there's plenty of people who will use breaststroke 
in fact, I know a lady who did a half Ironman, so that's 1,900 metres, and she swam it all breaststroke, and she wasn't the last one out of the water. There were still people behind her. Some people were doing front crawl, but it wasn't right for them, so they'd swim for a minute or so doing front crawl, really gassing, killing themselves, and then they'd need a rest, so they'd just tread water on the spot for a bit while they try and recover, and then they'd carry on. Um, so don't think you have to do front crawl, because I know some people find the breathing of that technique quite hard, so breaststroke is an option. And then finally, open water. You don't have to do open water. There are triathlon events, particularly the shorter events. Uh, there's triathlon events available that are in a pool. So that's you know a lot more familiar. It's a set number of lengths. You know that you're safe. There's a lifeguard, etc. Um, you might be scared of the unknown of, of the open water or you might not want to invest in a wetsuit, which in this country you invariably are probably going to need because the water is quite cold. And obviously getting that equipment is going to open up um, a whole new kettle of fish in terms of the cost, getting the right equipment, practicing using it in open water. So bike training. So one of the key points that I see people overlooking on bike training is skills. Uh, you might think, oh, it's just turning the pedal, cycling straight forward, but there's actually quite a few skills involved. So in, in terms of going around corners quickly and safely, some people who never practice that, they come to an event and they come to a corner and they really have to slow down almost to a stop to get around a corner whereas someone who's practiced could save quite a lot of time there and be more confident and they're going to enjoy it more. Um, another skill might be being able to ride with one hand on the handlebars while you take a drink from your bottle because that's quite important in a triathlon, keeping hydrated. You're going to keep needing to sip on your drink to keep keep that hydration topped up and that's a bit of a skill being able to ride with one hand. Just general confidence on the bike is going to make the ride more enjoyable and most likely it's going to save you more time. Um, so as part of bike training, group riding is something that I'd advocate. Being able to get out with other people, so whether that's friends or you've joined a triathlon club, and that's really going to improve your skills. Being able to ride closely with other riders, you'll just build your confidence on the bike. So that'd be quite helpful. And it's also likely to push you a little bit in terms of the distance you might do you might be going to go out on sunday and do a 15 mile ride and you might join the club ride and they're doing 30 miles and because you're with other people you kind of have the confidence to keep going and do that longer ride which will really improve your fitness um bike choices is something worth mentioning so depending on the type of event and the rules of the event that you've chosen to do does dictate the bike choices to a certain extent so draft legal events that's where the riders are all in a group and they can shelter behind each other slipstreaming to sort of save energy. So those are the style of events that you'll often see on the telly. Uh, so that's the Olympic events where everyone's in a bunch. So those events, you've got to use a standard road bike. Um, whereas non-drafting events, so that's where there's a rule that says you've got to keep a 10 metre gap from between each rider. You can't just slipstream behind someone saving energy. Those events, uh, you're allowed a TT bike, so that's um, where there's aero bars on the front so you're in this narrow aerodynamic position those bikes are not allowed for the group ride in the drafting races um, but in the non-drafting events it, events those can save you quite a bit of time they're a bit faster having said that you don't have to have one of those and plenty of local events there'll be a range of bikes so there'll be some people who've got those top time trial bikes worth five six thousand pounds there'll be people on standard road bikes there might even be people on hybrids or mountain bikes who are doing the first triathlon and they're just looking to complete it and enjoy it. So in terms of principles of training on the bike, 
gradually building the distance of your long rides. Um, there's a bit of a rule of thumb that it's good to be able to cycle twice the distance you're going to cover in the race. So if you're doing a sprint distance triathlon with a 20 kilometer bike, you're going to build up to doing 40 kilometers in training. Um, and then the other component of a good training plan is indoor training can be used um, for interval training. So that's doing a hard period of, of work. So you might choose to do say four by five minute intervals on the bike. So you really push yourself for five minutes, get your heart rate up and try and ride at quite a high power. And then you're gonna have a couple of minutes recovery to sort of allow your body to recover, the heart rate to come back down. And then you'll go again for another five minutes and you do those intervals. And that means you can work at a higher rate than you could if you just did the 20 minutes total as one block. So these kind of interval training sessions are gonna really build your fitness. Um, the indoor training, either on a gym bike or a turbo trainer, um, they, they can be quite beneficial for people who live in a busy area or they don't like riding in traffic, those sorts of concerns. So on to the final leg, the run. Training for the run. Um, the important component here is building your mileage steadily. So a lot of people think, right, I'm going to do a triathlon and they'll go from maybe running once a week doing four, five, six miles to running five days a week and they're running 25 to 30 miles in total in that week and that's when there's a real injury risk and uh, the body's not used to that sudden amount of running especially on hard surfaces if people are running on road that's going to be sort of pounding on your joints and muscles you're just not used to it so there's a bit of a rule of thumb um, that assuming that you're already a bit of a runner you're doing some running you shouldn't build your weekly run mileage by more than about 10 percent so if you're running, say, 20 miles a week at the minute, you're doing four runs, you shouldn't go to more than 22 miles a week in one jump. So you should gradually build week on week. Now, one of the key components I like to focus on on run training is pacing, because it's very easy if you're doing, say, a three mile run or race, it's very easy to think on the first mile, oh, I'm feeling really good here. And you might go out and run a seven minute mile feeling good but you've pushed quite hard so then you get to the next mile and you think oh this is getting quite hard and you start to slow down a bit and then you do an eight minute mile and then by the third mile you're absolutely knackered you're really struggling and you run a 10 minute mile and you're just glad to see the finish line whereas if that first mile had been 30 seconds slower you might have been able to maintain that pace for all three miles and would have actually been a couple of mile, minutes quicker for the for the whole three mile run um, and that equates to any distance, any any event, really. Um, I think there's an example when Mo Farah ran a world record for the, the two-mile race. Sorry, it might have been a British record, not a world record. Um, and I think his second mile was two seconds quicker than his first, but he said it felt ten times harder. And that's the body and that's pacing. Whereas he was feeling really comfortable and good on the first mile, he could have gone even five seconds quicker. I'm, I'm pretty confident his second mile would have been a lot slower and he wouldn't have got that record. Um, so pacing is a good thing to practice and then when you come to your event, you're not going to end up struggling towards the end and maybe even having to walk the final mile. Interval training again, as we mentioned on the bike, so that might be if you're building up to do a 5k run, breaking it into five one kilometer sections with a recovery between each and then actually pushing harder on those 1k intervals than you would if you were running the whole thing and that's really going to raise your fitness and, and work on the speed you can hold. I'm a big advocate of off-road running as well for some of your, your steady volume. Um, 
living in such a beautiful area. I love to get out on the Lakeland Fells, uh, tick off the Wainwrights and, and go up there, really enjoy the scenery. And it doesn't feel like training, it just feels like an enjoyable day out running on the Fells. Um, so I'd really advocate that wherever possible. And it's also running off-road, builds a bit more ankle strength and stability than running on tarmac. So those uneven surfaces work the ankles a little bit more so you'll get a bit stronger. Um, the final component to mention is a brick session. So for those who don't know, that's where you practice running after the bike. Because when you do that in a race, I'm sure anyone who's done a triathlon will, will know this. There's the thing that triathletes called jelly legs. And that's when you're changing from the muscle groups that you probably use on the bike. So the quads, and then you start using your calves and hamstrings more to run. And your legs just feel weak and wobbly. And it takes a few minutes to adjust and get the, the blood supply going to those uh, muscle groups that you're now recruiting. So if you practice doing that in training sessions, you'll kind of improve the efficiency at which you can change from the bike to the run. So it might be that you do do your usual 10 mile bike loop and then get off, put your trainers on so you can practice your transition and then go straight out for a couple of mile run, even as little as a mile and you kind of experience that jelly legs feeling and you start to get used to it and improve. So that's a really useful thing to do before you're going to do your first event. Tailoring your training to the event is quite important. So that might be the distance, the course considerations, or even the kit. So if you're doing a local uh, go-try event where there's quite a short swim, short bike, short run, and it's quite flat, you're going to want to practice riding on the flat. You maybe don't need to do any hills. If you're looking to do the Hellvelling Triathlon, you're going to want to consider those hills, especially on the bike, so building those into your training, training regime. Um, and that also includes the kit choices. Um, if you're doing a short triathlon, you're perhaps not going to need much kit. If you do a longer one, you're going to need to consider are you taking any extra clothes? Are you taking spares, inner tubes and things? If you have a mechanical problem on the bike, what um, food, nutrition and hydration do you need to take? And then, for example, the Hellwell and Triathlon, as I mentioned, is actually the organisers stipulate you have to take some certain things on the run course because you're running up on the fells. Um, you have to have some emergency kit in case there's a problem so that's full waterproofs um, and a map uh, and a whistle just for safety reasons so really think about the event you're doing if possible i think it's always worth trying to do a recce of the course so as long as the event's not too far away go a few weeks before and, and ride a lap of the bike route if you can there's the information is normally available on the website of the event organizer so you'll be able to see where you have to go and then you know exactly what you're getting yourself in for. There might be some tight corners to contend with down a, a certain hill, and then you'll be ready for that on the day, so it's going to make you a bit more confident. Um, and it's also a good training session in itself and gives you an opportunity to do a brick session. So if you cycle a bike and then run the run straight after, you've, you've already got yourself a little brick session there without really thinking about it. So a typical training week. So I'll first briefly run through a typical training week for me. Um, I'll admit I'm not quite doing this much now, I'm, I'm sort of working, but this was when I was at university um, where studies kind of took a bit of a backseat and I was quite focused on training. So Monday morning I'd do an easy run, 45 to 60 minutes just to get the body going. Um, during the day I'd do an easy ride, maybe an hour and a half, that'd probably be with a few friends, so a bit social. Then in the evening um, we had a double session, so there'd be an hour swim um, and then an hour gym, so S&C work. The swim on a Monday would be normally technique-based, so we'd practice in drills, so it'd be quite easy. And that's kind of useful to recover from the weekend, which was normally quite a high volume of training for us. So Monday, in general, was quite a low-intensity day. 
Tuesday morning there'd be a swim session with the group, so that'd be high intensity intervals, so working on, on building your speed you can hold and then having recoveries and then going again. Um, depending on what lectures and university commitments I had, I might do an easy ride in the day, but that was kind of like 50-50, whether that would happen or not. And then Tuesday evening was always run intervals, so that's on the track up at Leeds Met Uni, or Leeds Beckett as it is now. Um, they'd be quite hard sessions as well. Wednesday morning would be an endurance swim, so that'd be intervals again, but quite longer ones. And Wednesday we'd normally train in the long course pool at South Leeds as well, so that's the 50 metre pool. Um, there'd be a long ride, three to four hours during the day, so we'd normally head out into the Yorkshire Dales, normally have a cafe stop somewhere, uh, get coffee and a piece of cake or toasted tea cake, something like that, and then head back. And then Wednesday evening we'd be back in the gym for an S&C session that would probably focus more on the conditioning side, so doing some foam rolling and stretching as well, rather than the strength doing heavy weights, because obviously we've just done a long ride, so we're a bit tired. Thursday would be a speed session in the pool in the morning, so swimming short and fast. Um, an easy run in the day or I might do that in the evening after I've done my turbo session so the evening session will be a, a turbo session doing intervals on the bike and then I could do the run after that to form a little brick session. Friday in the morning would be a swim so in the summer we'd actually do open water and then in the winter we do tempo intervals so they're kind of like medium to high intensity um, and then Friday in general was a rest day so we'd have the rest of the day off um, kind of give me an opportunity to catch up on a bit of uni work as well. Saturday was uh, throughout the winter, uh, Saturday morning grass intervals, um, so that would be cross-country style running, um, long, longer reps than we do on the Tuesday evening track session, um, and they really build strength and fitness. And then in the afternoon, a steady ride, two to three hours. That was always quite a hard one because it was quite tired after running, even though the ride itself wasn't that high intensity. Then Sunday would be just a long aerobic day in general, so in the morning, um, a long run which would build up through the winter to maybe up to two hours but say 90 minutes a lot of the time um, and then later on in the day a long ride again three to four hours um, usually looking for a cafe stop and and so that rounds off the week really try and get an early night on Sunday ready for another week of doing it all again now don't be put off that's not what I'm going to suggest or advocate you do to prepare for your first triathlon I think that will be a little bit extreme so what might your typical week look like? So this has got to be very flexible depending on your work and your general home and life commitments. Um, but this could be a guide. So I've suggested Monday Monday morning do a turbo session on the bike, just 30 minutes low intensity. So that's going to get a bit of volume on the bike and it's going to wake you up ready for the week, but it's not going to kill you. Something you can hopefully do before work. Um, and it's only 30 minutes, so it's not too long. Then I put Monday evening swim, so either with a masters club or a tri club if possible, so you can perhaps get some of that coaching input. Um, this might be on another day, it depends what your club kind of offers. Uh, Tuesday evening run intervals, so I've suggested maybe with a club because traditionally a lot of running clubs, Tuesday evening is one of their club nights where people meet up and they'll do run intervals, be it hills, uh, cross country reps or road reps, sprints, anything like that. Wednesday evening, I put another swim, either with the Tri Club or the Master Swim Club, if you've got access to that. Um, it might be that your club actually does mornings instead, in which case you'll have to alter that slightly. Uh, Thursday morning, I've put a 45-minute easy run, so trying to get up early again uh, and get some miles in the legs. So then that leads on to Thursday evening, working on the turbo, doing some higher-intensity intervals. 
and then Friday I've put Friday morning optional swim or you might need to lie in or have other commitments um, so you can just have a complete rest day because rest is actually quite important that's the time where your body adapts to the training you've done and sort of makes itself stronger and you actually can get fitter if you never have that rest time your body struggles to recover and adapt you just keep getting more and more tired so Saturday I've suggested park run because that can be done with the family that's quite a good family friendly event you can kind of use the, the 5k if you use the same course each week you can kind of monitor your time see if you're improving um, if you do like a couple of miles warm up and then a little warm down after you could actually end up running 10 kilometers on that Saturday morning which would be a good little volume as well then Sunday um, I've put a longer cycle ride to try and build up to two or three hours and that can be done with the club that'd be great if you're not able to do that long just yet maybe you can start with a shorter ride and gradually build up as you improve your fitness and your skills on the bike and then I've sort of suggested finish off the week uh, Sunday evening with some stretching or yoga quite a nice way to wind down in the evening and as I say the recovery aspect is quite important so that's going to help you be prepared to start your next week so I'll briefly run through different triathlon events in Cumbria. So um, the first couple are pool-based sprint tries. So there's like Kendall Triathlon, Ulverson Triathlon, Carlisle Triathlon. They're all really popular ones. And then there's the Eden Valley Go Tri-Series, um, which I think are actually super sprint and they're really beginner-friendly. Um, then moving on to some open water triathlons. Um, Ullswater, Bassenthwaite, Cape and Ray, Windermere. I think they all offer both sprint and Olympic distances. So if you're looking to move up, there's some Olympic distance options there. There's also the Keswick Festival Triathlons. Um, and then getting a bit longer, there's the Day in the Lakes, which I believe is a half Ironman. There's Epic Man, which is um, down at Newby Bridge and Lakeside um, at the bottom of Windermere. Then there's the Lakesman, which offers uh, sprint, uh, sorry, half Ironman or full Ironman events. That's a really popular one, sells out really early. And then if you're looking for something a bit more extreme, there's Hellvel in Triathlon, running up a mountain. And then there's the Triathlon X events, which um, are sort of billed as some of the, the toughest iron distance events out there. And there's also the um, Xtreme, which is an ultra distance Ironman, so it's even longer than an Ironman, um, with lots of hills on the bike and, and running up mountains on the run. So that's a really tough one to get your teeth into. Um, if it's your first one, I'd perhaps not go for that one. Well, I'd like to thank you all for listening and hope I've been quite informative and helpful and, and you've got some useful tips there and good luck with your first triathlon. Thank you.